This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for April 8th, 2011. In the news this week, the federal government's official tally of major health information breaches now confirms that the recent HealthNet incident affected 1.9 million individuals, making it the largest breach on the list. Meanwhile, at least four state agencies are now investigating the incident. With the addition of the HealthNet breach, the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights list of major breaches now totals 256 incidents affecting 10.2 million individuals. The list tracks incidents affecting 500 or more individuals that have occurred since September 2009 when the HITECH Act breach notification rule took effect. This week, a spokesman for the health insurance company again declined to offer any comment or details beyond those provided in a March 14th press release, which did not specify the number of individuals affected, nor the breach prevention action taken in the aftermath of the incident. The breach, discovered January 21st, stemmed from missing server drives at a data center managed by IBM. The HealthNet incident calls attention to the need to check physical security measures as well as closely monitor business associates' policies and procedures, two security experts say. In this week's featured blog, I express hope that the final version of the Federal Health IT Strategic Plan contains more details about new privacy and security initiatives than the draft that was recently issued. Some observers criticized the draft for primarily rehashing privacy and security projects that the Department of Health and Human Services Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT or the HHS Office for Civil Rights already have in the works. And many of those projects that were called for under the High Tech Act, including HIPAA compliance audits, are long overdue. Comments on the strategic plan will be accepted through April 22nd on the ONC website. So if you have ideas for healthcare information, privacy, and security projects you'd like to see federal agencies tackle, now is the time to make your voice heard. I'll be back after a short break with the rest of our weekly review. Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the HealthCareInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit HealthCareInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. In this week's featured interview, David Riley, president of the new Alembic Foundation, explains how the organization is promoting the use of open source software based on the nationwide health information network standards. The foundation is rebranding the Connect open source software as Orion, taking over the project from the federal government to promote its broader use for health information exchange, Riley says. Alembic will issue an updated version of the software on May 3rd. As with earlier versions, it will include details on security provisions. Here's a clip from that interview. What we did with the formation of the Olympic Foundation is we saw that as an opportunity to take the Connect project under its wings as one of our open community-based processes and move that technology forward because it is a critical piece, if you will, for the exchange of health information in this case 
We also believe that it can be generalized to cover the exchange of other kinds of personally identifiable information like education records or uh, finance records or uh, you know any kind of, of data where you have a data set attached to a personal identity. Um, and so it's one of those critical infrastructure pieces that, if it were generalized, could be used across multiple sectors. This week's other top stories included privacy and security tiger team is advocating requiring participants in stage two of the high-tech x electronic health record incentive program to verify how they are keeping stored data secure such as through encryption a well-crafted email with the subject line 2011 recruitment plan tricked an rsa employee to retrieve from a junk mail folder and open a message containing a virus that led to a sophisticated attack on the company's information systems a top technologist at the security vendor said in a blog. And the list of organizations affected by the Epsilon email breach continued to grow, leading to speculation that it may be the biggest breach ever. The marketing firm manages email campaigns for a variety of companies. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.